Yeah. Hi, I'm Michael Maz of the American Enterprise Institute and the Global Taiwan Institute. Um, and I'm here today with Karis Templeman of Stanford University. Uh, and we are here to talk about uh, cross-strait relations and, and in particular, the likelihood uh, that Xi, Jinti Xi Jinping may resort, resort to the use of force against Taiwan you know, over the next decade or so. Um, yeah, Karis, what are, what are your thoughts on how likely that is? Uh, so I actually think it's fairly unlikely that Xi Jinping uh, or anyone who might replace him in the next decades would uh, give the order to use force against Taiwan. Uh, that's not to say there's the possibility of a kind of accidental start to a conflict that then escalates. Um, I think we should be very concerned about that uh, in the next few years. Uh, but I don't think there's clear grounds for Xi Jinping deliberately to uh, start a conflict over Taiwan that, with the goal of invading and occupying and annexing Taiwan to the People's Republic of China. What, what, what do you think could precipitate such a such a decision? Um, so the most obvious and the, the conventional one is a declaration of independence from a Taiwan leader, um, and. I think the, the likelihood of that uh, was much greater, say, 15 years ago when you had uh, Chen Shui-bian in the presidential hall and uh, a lot of pressure on him from his pro-independence base uh, to move towards a de jure independence uh, position. And I think the current president of Taiwan, Tsai Ing-wen, is, is much more cautious and careful about how she approaches cross-strait relations and the language she uses. And so she's... She's a very um, responsible steward of cross-strait relations, uh, especially from the United States perspective, because we're the ones likely to be drawn into um, any kind of conflict over Taiwan. So uh, what I worry about a little bit, I think, in the future is if uh, when Tsai Ing-wen is term limited out and leaves office, uh, the person who replaces her may be tempted to go back to the Chen Shui-bian era approach. Um, uh, particularly if that person is from the DPP. Yeah, I mean, I think what, what worries me more than, than anything Taiwan does is sort of internal drivers in China um, hmm. making a decision for, for force more likely. Uh, you know, whether that's economic difficulties, you know, societal discord. Um, you know, I guess how likely do you think something like that is, um, you know, to cause China to move on Taiwan over the next 10 years? Yeah, so this is, uh, if I understand your, your argument right here, uh, it's the kind of uh, distractive or uh, disruptive war strategy where you have a problem that's domestic that threatens your grasp on power. And so you start a, an overseas conflict to kind of rally nationalists to your side. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't know how I come down on this, but I'm, uh, I guess I'm inherently a bit skeptical of that with regard to the Taiwan issue, um, simply because it's such a difficult challenge to, uh, to resolve militarily uh, for the People's Republic of China. Um, you risk getting into a hot war with the United States, but also potentially all of the United States allies and partners in the region. Uh, you risk uh, damaging or disrupting your access to international capital markets for a generation. Up to, up to at least a generation. Um, and basically, I don't understand why um, causing, why having some domestic uh, trouble would then 
lead you to try to cause a bunch of external trouble for yourself as well. And that's what I see uh, a move on Taiwan is doing. Yeah. You, you, so you, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the risk of a hot war with, with the United States and its allies. What, you know, what role do you think Chinese assessments of the, you know, the balance of power uh, play in, in decision making in Beijing? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm, I, this is not something I study myself, but I consume a lot of uh, research that other people have done on this. And the general consensus seems to be that the Chinese elites think they're rising. The U.S. stature is conversely in relative decline. Uh, and that's a good trend over the long run. Uh, and so uh, if they can wait out the U.S. decline, they'll be in a much better position in 10 or 20 years than they are today to kind of throw their weight around in the region. Um, the caveat there is that the next 10 or 20 years, even from a Chinese perspective, are quite dangerous because... Uh, the U.S. really is in relative decline. Um, uh, declining powers tend not to take it easily and tend to lash out. Or that, or so why our theory leads us to believe. So um, that, that all of those things suggest there's actually reason to be kind of cautious and careful in Beijing rather than to take uh, rash, risky actions that might uh, make it more likely that the U.S. lashes out at China. All right. Yeah, well, I think this is bringing us to just about the end of our time here. Yeah, but look, thanks for, I think, a, a really fascinating conversation. And hopefully we can we can pick this up again next time. Absolutely. Thanks for the great questions. And uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation in our next iteration. All right. Talk soon.